What's going on, everybody? It's Jake Nathan here with a new episode of Career Talks. Today, I'm talking to Judy Fox. I would call her a LinkedIn legend. She has well over a million views on her profile and has a lot to share about her career as an entrepreneur and networking expert. Her story is inspiring and just goes to show you that if you keep working hard, something special might happen. As always, enjoy the show. introduce yourself for us. Uh, who are you, Judy? Hello, I'm Judy Fox, and I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Awesome. <laughs> what does that mean? It means that I follow my multi-passionate. So that means I have a background in chemical engineering. I have my master's in environmental management. I have an online MBA, and I just jump in wherever I can help out with companies and individuals. Wow, that sounds pretty cool. What are you working on right now? Um, so I'm working with a couple companies with their strategy, a lot of their online strategy and their copy. I kind of come in as more of a strategic creative director to come in behind what they're already doing and tell them either why it's working or why it's not or ways they could tweak it or showing them their competition and saying, okay, here's what they're doing. Here's what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. Hmm. Okay. So can you give me a few examples of like any kind of strategies that you've implemented? Obviously, I know you can't be super specific about the companies probably. I think one strategy is looking at how to repurpose content. So a lot of times companies make, you know, and spend a lot of time making video or making all kinds of content, you can chop up pieces sometimes and create more content from one piece of content. So for example, um, if you're interviewing multiple people over the course of a month and you put out those interviews either in a podcast format or a video format, at the end of the month or the beginning of the month, you could either say, here's who's going to be highlighted this month as a preview and do little snippets and merge them all together. Mm -hmm. Or at the end of the month, you could do something similar, but thank everyone who's been involved this month and say, these are the amazing guests. Here's a link to all their interviews. And we can't wait for next month. Here's a teaser of who's going to be up next month. Gotcha. That seems pretty cool. And it seems like that would be something that would ultimately save the company a lot of money because they're using, they they already have the content, so they're just repurposing it. Yeah. And they're finding ways to promote what they've already put out there. And that promotes the people they've, it's almost like, can you imagine just one time saying, here's Judy Fox, her interview. Like there's many, many times you should be saying the same thing about your interviews so that they get out there over and over again. I mean, you don't want to do it to exhaustion, but that's why if you lumped people together, you could say, here's three people we interviewed this month that were all in a similar field, or here's something we did and we're so thankful and we want to shout them out. Okay. Yeah. I That's like a really cool concept. I haven't really heard of anyone doing that kind of strategy. And so how, how did you even get into this? Like, is it you just reaching out to companies or do you work for a company? Um, I don't work for a company. I have my own business now. And 
uh, it all started by just speaking up exactly like I am now and sharing my knowledge and what I see that is unique in the world. And I feel like a lot of people hold in all their knowledge because they're either afraid somebody's going to take their idea or that somebody can copy what they do. Well, sure, somebody can take all my ideas and copy what I do, but nobody can ever be me. That makes a lot of sense. And like, can you tell me like how you got your first client? Um, mainly by going to conferences and by continuing the conversation after conferences. And I would also say, you know, I'm just thinking a lot of my first clients all came in a big chunk. So mm -hmm. I would say those were some of the things. And then just by putting video and putting myself out there, it started creating at, I feel like there's a moment of tipping point where if you are creating content, creating content, creating content, eventually it will tip and it will create some traction. That's kind of the same experience I've had in things. And so I tell people all the time, if, if you haven't gotten where you want it to be, you just got to keep going because eventually it's going to be like really overwhelming almost because there's yeah. going to be so much um, happening at once. And so I, I want to know more about this, this business. Like, was it an incredible feeling when you started getting those customers? Was it just like surreal or have you, do you have a background in starting businesses? Yes. So I have been of an entrepreneurial mindset probably since I can remember. And also since I started working at 16. So oh, I wow. didn't necessarily always think the way I felt like everyone else around me thought. And mm -hmm. for example, even going after my first job, I, thought to myself, okay, I'm going to apply for a bakery. And of course I had great parents, um, that instilled a lot of some of these thoughts in me. So it wasn't just made up out of nowhere, except mm -hmm. for the fact that, you know, it's one thing to have thoughts, but another thing to take action. And so I looked at the bakery and said, okay, well, they're waking up super early in the morning to get everything ready for the day and make the bread and the pastries. So if I bring my resume uh, at oh dark 30, you know, really, <laughs> really early in the morning um, at 5 a.m., maybe even before they open, like right before they open, I will be more likely to get the job. And I did. That's awesome. And so back to this business more. Oh, yeah. um, are you what is it like to run? Do you have employees or is it just you? Right now, it's just me. I have had people pop in and out and help me during more critical times or times that things have really ramped up. And that has been amazing. But I haven't had a full time employee at this point. Um, but I will back up and say this is not my first rodeo at being out as a entrepreneur running my own company. I started back in 2008 when the economy crashed and I was working in the housing and construction industry, mm -hmm. I, w I took a leave of absence and then never was able to recover that job because they didn't have a job for me to return to. And during that time is when I really learned and honed a lot of skills to then turn around and teach other people, which was networking, LinkedIn, and resumes. So I was mostly using LinkedIn back then to help other professionals get jobs and put their resumes out there and network. So I wasn't, I wasn't using it as the way I am now, which is content creation and being more proactive with creating content for the platform. I was using it as like a modern day yellow pages. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I've had this conversation with almost every person I've interviewed because most of the people that I get um, for my interview come off of LinkedIn. And so that's actually really cool that you were pretty active on LinkedIn even before now. And so how has it evolved for you? How have you seen it change? The main way I've seen it change is not thinking of it anymore as a place to just post an article or you can create yourself as a thought leader and show yourself doing the work so much more than you ever could before, especially because of video. Yeah. Do you have any examples? Like, are you pretty um, active on LinkedIn? Like what kind of videos are you putting out there? I am pretty active. I hit a million views in five months. Wow. So yeah. And that, yeah, thank you. And so having that kind of traction just opens opportunities and doors. The more eyeballs you get on your page and granted, you want to have your profile as optimized as possible that people know how to reach you. They know how to hire you. They know what you offer. They have a sense of who you are. If you can drive people to your profile, that will get you traction. And I never really thought of that before, other than creating a static page that was like my resume, if that makes sense. I was always trying to get a job before. That's how I kind of felt about LinkedIn too, even just coming into college. So I'm a junior um, in college, but freshman year, I thought of LinkedIn as just something that my professor encouraged me to do just to have four job opportunities. But I think it's kind of transforming into something so much more. And it's kind of exciting because usually... I'm on the other side where I wait a really long time before I start using something. But it seems like LinkedIn, if you're looking to grow an audience or just build your brand, it seems like LinkedIn is a place where people are really receptive and it's not really very, it's not a very mature market yet, I'd say. Like, so there's a ton of opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I think it still is both the place where you can find a job still but you can get a little more creative with getting the attention you want to get a job, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I agree. And so back to this company, like how, how does it feel to have your own company? Is it lonely or is it, are you, do you feel good? I love it. I don't feel lonely. Um, <laughs> I think because of the advances of all the different apps we have that we can connect. And to be honest, one of the ways that, my business launched was by really getting active in the LinkedIn local community. So I ran the first LinkedIn local here in Richmond, Virginia, which is taking profiles online and bringing them offline and meeting in person. And to me, that creates an opportunity to not be lonely. So it's mostly, um, I think people glorify some of the parts about being an entrepreneur and instead of glorifying them I'm questioning why does it have to be that way to me that's a limiting belief that it has to be lonely or that it has to be stressful or it has to be into hours if it's those things this time around this is my second time running my own company I want to question those thoughts so the first time yes I did think I was very lonely I wasn't utilizing the way that we can connect with each other and I wasn't thinking of all the ways to make it not lonely if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned stress, like how are you making it less stressful? Because it seems like from my perspective, having your own company um, would be kind of stressful, especially like if I'm out at dinner and then I get an email that my client is unhappy or something like that. I think the first thing I've done this time around is create better boundaries 
business boundaries and also navigating. And it, this year was kind of like my year of hell yes. So I really, instead of wanted to focus on, instead of saying no to things, I wanted to say hell yes to things, which sounds kind of funny, but it's really changed my mind in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. So that way, instead of saying no to things, which I'm still saying no to things, but whenever I thought to myself, okay, I have to say no to this opportunity. I have to say no to this. I have to say no to this. Instead, I was saying hell yes to stuff. And the no's were kind of slowly kind of figuring themselves out. Like I was noticing it was easier to say no. There was no mm-hmm. tension around it. And the stress was easier. And the hell yeses were making it easier to ideally work with clients who were ones that resonated or made sense or weren't going to be the ones that were going to stress out. I could just quickly be like, Hey, I'm out to dinner. And they'd be like, no problem. You know, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So you're kind of like, you're, you're being a little bit more selective about the clients that you're with, but those clients are willing to kind of work with you a little bit more instead of just trying to get anyone you can and being stressed out about that. Yes, it's definitely a relationship. And since I want to, I want to connect with people that we can kind of vibe well together because then they're going to get more results. My portfolio of what I've done is going to be more impressive and positive. So it's only going to be a circular positive thing. So if I take on clients and we're not doing well together, they might not even want to implement my strategies and or the things and thoughts that I have. And then it's going to become maybe not in situation where they wouldn't be a client. I could turn around and say, oh my gosh, look at the case study. Look at the results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so back to LinkedIn now, uh, congratulations once again, a million views in five months. You said that's pretty yeah. incredible. How, how, if I've never used LinkedIn before, how do I get started on that path? I tell people to start by, you know, being engaged in the audience. For example, if you see creators that are being active, anyone, anyone either in your space, anyone who is somebody you admire that's inspirational, whoever that is, maybe start, I always recommend people start engaging in the comments because you're going to find your voice if you start using it. And if you feel intimidated by creating your, here, the other thing I say to people is, if you want people to check out your content, you first have to show that you've checked out theirs. Mm-hmm. And so because, commenting yeah. and so like comments are a good way of showing kind of that you have checked out theirs. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah. If you comment and tag them and say something more thoughtful than just great post, if you say an actual response, if they had a call to action and their call to action says, what do you do to handle these situations? And then you respond with a very thoughtful comment and most people who are active on the platform will notice that will respond now if people aren't responding and engaging in a back and forth conversation then start to figure out who is if that makes sense and once you start engaging in those conversations when you post your content you're more likely to receive comments or you have opened up the opportunity to have an ask if that makes sense for example you could send to one of those creators in a if you have been engaging for a month say on their content consistently Mm -hmm. and then you turn around and say hey i've really liked your content you've really inspired me i actually made my first video 
I'm really, really excited about it. And I've taken a lot of, you know, your advice or, or your style or whatever about that person. And then you say, if you would be interested, check it out below. There's no guarantee they'll check it out. I say, just put it out into the universe, but you never know if you've actually been very authentically commenting and engaging. I don't see why that person wouldn't, if they were really on there to make relationships and community. So the first few months, were you doing mostly commenting or were you also making your own content? Now I jumped in um, and did make comments and I was engaging in people's networks and I was doing phone calls. So before I had ever posted my first video, I had already connected with a couple creators and people who had already been active before me, mainly because they got the opportunity to be active before me. The LinkedIn, um, they had sent out video and that opportunity to some people as an early adopter, if that makes sense. Since I was not saying anything on the platform, LinkedIn didn't know to send it to me. Why would they? <laughs> That's pretty so, cool. So they yeah, so, they sent but, out like the option to do video just to select number of people. Yes, as an somebody that maybe had already been active, they were sending it out to those people. That's really cool. I hope that maybe LinkedIn on the next round, whatever they end up doing for their new feature, that'd be pretty awesome if they. I'm sure they're gonna pick you now. Oh, maybe <laughs> the, the pros to that is obviously those people got to test it out and work out maybe some of the kinks or some of the pros and cons with it. But from the other side, you know, I, when I did finally get access to it, there were pros to having some people who have already kind of done it. And that way I did converse with them before I made my first video. So I was able to tag a couple people and say, thank you for the discussions that we've already had. And, you know, you've kind of helped me create this first content that I'm about to put out here. For sure. Um, and so what is, what's your long-term vision, your goal? Is this, this company that you start, is this what you want to work on for the foreseeable future or what are you up to? And I love that because I feel like I'm different than a lot of other people. I feel like a lot of people want me to have a five or 10 year plan. And so I'm 42 and I've been in the corporate world for 20 years and I'm, I got burnt out. I got burnt out with all these performance and performance plans or um, here every single year, you have to tell us what you want to be in three or five or 10 years. And sometimes depending on the company, I almost felt like, there were certain things that just inherently you knew you kind of had to say or else it wouldn't look right on your plan. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> can you imagine if your plan just constantly said, I just want to do the exact same job I've done for the past five years and I don't want to do anything more. Mm -hmm. And I would love to just do the bare minimum. I mean, that would be, you know, your boss would look at that and be like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I reached a point where honestly starting this business, my goal was to have more fun in my life again, because I started to feel like work and life because work is life. And I started feeling like it wasn't fun anymore. And so I'm really on a path to discover what is fun, what is good energy. And I know I have a ton to bring and obviously I have the clients to prove it, but I'm not prescribing. What's the word? I have some ideas and goals of things I would love to do. Like I would love to be on a TED stage. I would love to <laughs> write a book. I would love to 
create amazing webinars and courses that would just um, offer the value that I know I have to bring to this world and community and all that I want to express, but I don't have a plan. Does that make sense? <laughs> that does make sense. And I think that that's a really cool mindset because a lot of times people have, I honestly think sometimes it's a little counterproductive to, I mean, I think that you should have goals. I think that you should be, I don't think it's a good idea to never look ahead, but I do think that sometimes when people have like these, especially for me, I'm a college student, things change every year. When my friends try to have like 10 year plans or something like I have no idea where I'm going to be in 10 years. And like, I don't think any college student necessarily should know what they're going to do in 10 years. Yeah. Well, and I've been hit with some big life uh, crap, let's just call it, where it feels like the rug gets pulled out from under you. So all the five to 10 year plans that I had completely disappeared in one minute, like all gone. Every single thing I thought about my future was gone in like literally a second, it felt like. So when that happened, I started, my mantra became, which kind of, I use the hashtag Fox Rocks and it's a fun hashtag and it's a lot of fun for me and people to say and use. And the reason for hashtags is because you can follow your content with a hashtag. Mm -hmm. But the other reason I say Fox Rocks is I literally had a mantra when that happened to me that I would just step on the next right rock because I visioned myself crossing this raging river of uncertainty because I was very much in a really rough place. Mm -hmm. And that moment in life became about literally just knowing that all I had to do was step on that next right rock. I could see that decision clearly, but I couldn't see like 10 rocks down the way to crossing this river. I had no idea how I was going to get across. I just knew here's one rock. It's solid. This is the decision I'm going to make, but that decision was going to dictate the next 10 decisions, if that makes sense. 